Hello and welcome to another episode of Scientology Fair Game, the podcast. Hello, Mikey. Hello, Lily. How's things out there today? Good. It's raining here in Florida today. Oh, so it's pretty swampy. It is a little swampy and a little windy, but you know, it's not too bad. It was well, beautiful last night. Was it? Oh, magnificent. The sky was magnificent. You should look on my Instagram and you'll see. I do, Mike. And then everybody will know when exactly we recorded this. Because <laughs> <laughs> people think that we record these and they just appear the same night or something. Yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, isn't the case. Yeah. And the reason we do that is because, um, you know, I, I, I guess people want to make sure that we don't say anything that's. Um, Offending anyone. Well, we offend everyone. <laughs> I understand why we do it. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, let's introduce our guest. Oh, with pleasure. Uh, our guest today is someone who I consider over the last few years has become, to me and Christy and our family and a lot of other people in this community, uh, a, a wonderful friend. He is the senior pastor of the oldest and largest church in Clearwater, the Calvary Baptist Church. It is with great pleasure that we welcome senior pastor, Dr. Willie Rice. Hi there, Willie. It's great to be here, Mike. Good to uh, see you and uh, good to be with you, Leah. It's a real honor to uh, be able to chat with you guys. Well, we're glad to have you. Mike, let's go over your history with each other. Okay, it's funny you you brought that up, Lee, yeah. because I was thinking, Willie, how did we first meet? How how did that come about? I can't remember. You know, I I reached out. Uh, it was actually through the the aftermath program. Uh, you know, I'd heard I I'm you know here in Tampa Bay, and so I've read the stories in the Tampa Bay Times. So I think somewhere along the way. I really um, had uh, heard the name Mike Rinder and knew a little about who he was. Uh, but when the program came on, you know, I like everyone else down here, we were glued to it from the beginning. And I just loved it from the beginning. I was riveted. And uh, you guys have such a chemistry. And, you know, I know you've heard so much praise, but it was such a courageous and is still what you're doing. So courageous. And uh, I remember somewhere along there, I, I saw, you know, you, you, it's fun if you live here because you see all the places you know, you know, mm-hmm. and right. And then somewhere, I, you know, Mike is still down here. He lives in like near me. So right. I just reached out. I threw a website or an email and mm-hmm. told him who I was and said, hey, if you ever want to meet, I'd love to chat. And one thing led to another. And, and we've had a number of times been in each other's houses. We we've, uh, you know, just shared meals together and just really come to have a deep respect for one another. Yeah, and I've also been to Calvary Baptist and, you know, attended some services there. They do some wonderful Christmas events and Easter, like, performances. They're amazing in their big auditorium, and I've met a lot of the people that work there with Willie, and they're, to a one, just uh, amazingly nice, and what you hope that uh, someone of faith represents. They, wow. they, they are kind, they're concerned for the well-being of others, they're polite, they're gentle, they're just great people. And we don't necessarily share the same religious views, but we certainly share the same humanitarian views. Mm-hmm. And we have come to just become good friends and Willie's wife and and Christy and I have spent uh, time together and we enjoy their company and I particularly enjoy the fact that Willie and what actually led me to originally respond to him because a lot of people reach out as you know Leah they yeah. they're like well we need this and we need that and blah 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 was the fact that he has been so willing to stand up and be counted Right. And there's not in and particularly in the Clearwater world, as you know, yeah. a lot of leaders of the community have been fearful of speaking their mind and saying what they really think about Scientology since the the demise of Gabe Cazares and a few others who did take on Scientology. Uh Willie, what 
what because you're you're based in Tampa, but but what did you know of Scientology prior to the aftermath? Um, you know, a good bit. Uh, our church is in Clearwater, and it was, and I actually was a kid there, so this is home for me. I came back to pastor the church where I was a kid. You know, long long story. But um, so I was a kid here. I remember going to church. Our church was in downtown Clearwater. It was actually sits on the property that was literally across the street from the the flag building, the Fort Harrison Hotel, as we called it. And uh, in fact, the property that was in dispute a few years ago used to be owned by Calvary. We used to go to Sunday school and we had youth groups there. So it was just part of the culture. It was just it was there. I mean, literally every week when we were church, you'd see across the street, you'd see the cameras and Sometimes you would talk about it. Most of the time you didn't, uh, but it was just there. And we would talk about it from time to time. There would be, people were always curious. Uh, They wanted to know what was going on. The church, of course, very secretive. And uh, so from time to time, our church would do seminars or we would bring in speakers. So, you know, we were aware of it and aware of some of the abuses, aware of some of the concerns, but it was just kind of a, you looked at each other from across the street. Uh, right. Whenever you tried to have a dialogue with somebody, they really didn't want to talk to you. They were, you know, hurrying to a class or something. So I knew about it. I'd read about it in the Tampa Bay Times. I'd read some books because when I came back to pastor here, yeah. I knew that's just, if you're in Clearwater, you better know that. And um, had some, you know, encounters with people in the church from time to time. But the aftermath took it to a whole nother level because what you guys did that I don't know anyone else did, not as not like you have, is tell the stories. Mm-hmm. You know, the tell the, that's what the aftermath did that was so powerful. It just told the stories of people's lives and how they'd been impacted by the church. And right. so it kind of added names and faces to a philosophy. Now, Willie, I have to ask you a question. Um, from your experience with Scientology, like you were just mentioning, it used to be across, your church was across the street from this other church. Experience with Scientology, did that differ, that experience differ from let's say, uh, you know, a real church. I mean, 100%. like, you know, like, so you have a church, you know, I'm sure you, you've come across oh, yeah. other church, real churches, Christian churches, Catholic churches. Yep. Uh, is it different dealing with Scientology than it oh, was 100%. other? I mean, hundred percent. I mean, it, you never interacted with them. First of all, um, you know, there were, we have churches of other denominations, you know, that you interact with and you could say, well, we share the same Christian faith. So that right. would, that would uh, be logical, but even times that's a common thread, right? It's a common thread, yes. uh-huh. but you know, even people who have a different faith, you sometimes sit down, you dialogue, you talk, you respect one another. They respect you. You learn from one another, even if you disagree about major issues. Um, right. Uh, you know, so if we were to sit down with Jewish leaders or um, Muslim leaders, you you just you have interaction from the time to time, even though you might have real big disagreements. Sure. Um, Scientology, you you never did that. You never had any interaction, and you knew that they came to Clearwater under uh, you know uh, under false Pretense. premise. Yeah. So, yes. and you knew what they did. You heard about abuses. We study other religions. It's one of the things people of faith do. You learn about why you're different than others and what do you think about God and what does this group think about God? No one really cares. They kind of understand that. Right. Whenever you talk about Scientology, they got very angry. You know, they would they would try to uh, intimidate you or try to, you know, somebody would call you and say, don't talk about them. So it, it was completely different. You understood this was a group that, well, I we use the term cult and I'm not mm-hmm. trying to use it in a pejorative, you know, sure. mean or spiteful way, sure. but a group that is very very different, very very insular, and frankly, everyone kind of felt like and still does, very a little bit dangerous. Oh, well, you were right, you're <laughs> right about all those things. <laughs> and and you know, Mike, I make that point because Willie's talking about, you know, his church growing up, you know, youth uh, you know, they had youth classes. I'm sure there's things that, that you guys do for the community and, and continue to do for the community because that's what real churches do, which is why, you know, churches have tax exemption is to help, you know, to serve the communities, right? And Scientology is not doing that, has never done that, and will never do that. Right. And there is a big difference between, like Willie is describing, the way real churches conduct themselves. 
Yes, absolutely. Charity is not a term that exists in Scientology. It is not a concept that exists. It is, in fact, it's sort of against the fundamental principles that Hubbard laid out of, mm-hmm. you know, the the rewarding the the upstats, the producers, and not rewarding the downstats. Yeah, Scientologists don't believe that they should be doing charity for people who are homeless. They shouldn't be feeding people that can't do for themselves. These are basic tenets, I believe, that you know, uh, religion was based on, right? Like, is to help to help others to help your fellow man. This is not the the tenets and basic uh, formation of Scientology. Right, only for yeah. PR purposes. Correct. Only to attempt to create the image that that is what they are doing. Right. We are but like not- a church. You see us, we handed out a water bottle. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as you said, Leah, and and I know that Willie understands this, the fundamental principle of tax exemption, mm-hmm. and, and particularly in the case of religious organizations, yeah. is that the government doesn't have to provide the services mm-hmm. that the religious organization provides to its community or the community as a whole. And so, therefore, they are not taxed because they are doing the job of the government effectively by helping the community and the, the population. So, right. But I think that the most interesting thing that, that we should really address sure. is is this idea that Scientology promotes that you can be a Scientologist and a Christian too. And this is where Willie and I really started to interact heavily, was back in, I guess it was 2017, shortly after The Aftermath first started airing, and Willie put together a, what did you call it, a symposium, a yeah, we had Gathering. a big, uh, yeah, just, you know, uh, I think we called it a, a pastor summit or some fancy word like that. But it was a training <laughs> event where I basically gave a lecture. And, right. um, <laughs> and, you know, again, Calvary had from time to time brought in people to do that. But uh, so we did a big, uh, and it was standing room only. I mean, it was like our auditorium, you know, seats, I don't know, 2,100 people. It was packed that night. It was like a Wednesday night. It was packed. And, you know, for about an hour and a half, two hours, I just, it was a paper really on a Christian response to Scientology. And a lot of that came out of interactions and from various things, but also conversations that Mike and I had had. And one of the things I heard early on, even when I became the pastor at Calvary, it was still downtown. We've since moved out on the east side of Clearwater. But I remember getting a visit from a high level member of uh, Scientology who you guys probably would both know. I know Mike knows. Who? And she brought um, a. Who was um, that, Mike? I don't know. Pat Harney. It was Pat. Ah, Pat Harney. Yeah, yeah, Pat. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know if I was supposed to say names. She came and greeted us when we were in Clearwater. <laughs> sort Did of. She? Sort of like hiding in the shadows. Right, right. <laughs> peering out. Uh-huh. She was, you know, very nice. I don't, uh, you know, I don't have any ill will toward her, but she came with uh, to kind of meet me. I'm the new pastor of the big church in downtown Clearwater. And, you know, you're you're making nice. And I remember she brought somebody with her, and I, uh, the lady I don't know a uh, name. And the first thing that she said as I got in my office was the lady said, well, I'm a Christian and a Scientologist. And um, I didn't know that they said that then. I, that was mm-hmm. the first time I'd heard that. But I knew enough to know that wasn't true. Right. Uh, either she didn't understand what it meant to be a Christian or she didn't understand what it meant to be a Scientologist or <laughs> she was just being dishonest. Well, I think it's one and three. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> it might, might have well, been. I don't think I know, but go ahead. <laughs> Again, there's no, I'm just saying this without any spite, without any, I hope, any even arrogance here. You can be a Christian or you can be a Scientologist or you could be neither one. You could say, I'm not either one. But you really can't be both because they are incompatible worldviews. They are incompatible systems. So it's fundamentally dishonest or it's fundamentally ignorance to say, um, I can be both. That's just not true. Either you don't understand it or you're just not being honest. They're not being honest. I mean, I could tell you that because I was in it. I could tell you that this was a line that is told to us by the PR team of Scientology, that this is what you say to the world so that, you know, we get more people in. And again, you know, you don't wake up in the morning going, I want to be dishonest. You know, the extremist view 
is that anything we do wrong is justified by the fact that we're saving the planet, we're saving mankind, we're only their only hope. So all of these lies that we've told throughout our lives is justified for Scientology and L. Ron Hubbard. So it is designed, that's what they're raising in Scientology, especially if you're raised as a child in Scientology, you are taught to lie to the authorities, you're taught this all justifies, you know, the greater good that we're doing. Yeah, so, the end- just so you don't need means. to guess, Willie. I'm telling you, we okay. are taught to lie. And <laughs> with, there's ain't nothing Christian about being a Scientologist. I can tell you that. And the, the sad thing is, though, that people do hear that. But I'm sure they're taught to say that because they think it's effective. People hear that line mm-hmm. and maybe they think it's possible. And um, some of the Scientologists I have met have actually came out of Maybe it didn't come out of Christian churches, but they came out of Christian backgrounds where they had just enough religious knowledge that they might have identified as a Christian on some survey or something. But they really they really had not thought through what it meant, let's say, to be a follower of Christ. That wasn't a sincere decision for them. Question. So, so what was this meeting? What was the purpose of this meeting? I think it was just a, you know, come and be nice and, and don't say bad things about us kind of meeting. And, you know, by the end of the meeting, they, you know, I don't think I was rude or unkind, but I, I, I think the message was, well, he probably will say bad things about us. Not yeah. not that I'm trying to be mean, but I'm, you know, we have to educate our people. We have to speak out. That's one of the things pastors do. It's one of the things that Christian leaders are supposed to do. Again, not not in an unkind and hopefully not in an untruthful. I have no desire to be untruthful. I have no desire to attack uh, straw man arguments, mm-hmm. but we do want our people to know what the Scientology view of life is and why it's incompatible with the message of Jesus. And one of my premises is that I don't think you hear a lot of people talking about. It's not. It's just not that Scientology is different than Christianity. It's not that it's like a slightly. It's off on a you know three or four points. I think, and I could be wrong on this. You guys are the experts on Scientology, but I I almost think Scientology. It's Christianity turned upside down. I think it's almost, and and I'm not talking about just cultural Christianity or some fault. I'm talking about the authentic historical message of Jesus, which sometimes gets lost in a bunch which of Which is what, Willie? Well, it is that. There is a God who is good, mm-hmm. and he loves us, and he is a God of love. But we're sinners. What's wrong in the world is that we're broken and that God loves us and sent Jesus into the world to die on the cross in our place for our sin, that he was raised from the dead, and that it's through him that we can have a relationship with God and find the real purpose and meaning of life. So our focus is all about Jesus. Here's what I like to say. Every religion tries to answer four questions. Why is there something rather than nothing? That's a philosophical religious question. Mm -hmm. Science can't answer that. Why is there something rather than nothing? What went wrong? Why is the world broken? Mm-hmm. Is there any hope? And where is it all going to end? Right. And every religion at some point wrestles with that question. I'm a follower of Christ in part because I think the message of Jesus is the best answer to those questions. Mm-hmm. Scientology answers those questions or attempts to, but it's almost every time the opposite answer that Jesus would have given. Right. And uh, so when you kind of peel it back, it's, you know, and then it it translates into the ethics. Lying is okay. Um, fair game. Attack your enemies. The message of Jesus was, and let me just say, Christians don't always live this out. I, I'm first to say, I don't always live this out. Right. But the message of Jesus was to bless your enemies, right. to pray for those who persecute you. Well, that would be considered weakness to L. Ron Hubbard oh, and, yeah. and honestly to most other leaders. But Jesus redefined civilization's understanding of God and what is right. You know, if someone says today, Lee, if someone says, I believe God is a God of love, uh-huh. you hear that a lot, whether they're Christians or not. I want to go, well, why do you think that? Uh-huh. Where do you think that idea even came from? A lot of people talk about God or gods and they're powerful and they're strong. Well, why do you think God is a God of love? The answer is because Jesus said so. I mean, that's the answer. Find anyone else who went around saying, God is love. God so loved the world. That's the fundamental message of Christianity. Do you want to know the fundamental belief of Scientology? Yeah. About Jesus? That Jesus was a pedophile. 
Yeah. This is literally in the teachings of Scientology and the confidential levels of Scientology. Am I crazy, Mike? No. And that he was part of the, what's called the R6 bank, which (laughs) was Hubbard's term to describe the cataclysmic implanting of false ideas, hatred, and you know, irrational reactions and emotions mm-hmm. that every human being on earth has suffered at the hands of the mighty galactic overlord Xenu from 75 right. million that, years ago. Uh, that is a mouthful. Like uh, you guys had, you guys had words for everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's part of a cult. That's yeah. part of a cult is to create your own nomenclature yeah. and to, you know, it, it's like you're saying, it's, it's, purposeful. but no, you're, you're rightly, most people, like when you hear the PR that, you know, you can be a Christian Scientologist, most people have never heard what you just said. And I knew some of that. I didn't know all the lingo. You know, Mike always has the lingo. But that message that of what L. Ron Hubbard said about Jesus, mm-hmm. I don't think many people know or have heard that. And I think you guys correct me if I'm wrong. They really don't want people hearing that at all. They would like, oh, no, no, no. That, we didn't say that. No, by the way, every time Mike and I expose what the confidential teachings of Scientology are, we, we are supposed to be paying $100,000, right, Mikey? Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> this is the, the confidential levels of Scientology. Yep. And only a few Scientologists ever make it, despite having pay, you know, paying for Scientology to get to reach these confidential levels. Some of them never make it. Yeah, so some of the people, like, again, you know, I mean, some of the people who have taken courses or they just have been helped by that, they don't even know what right. is taught in those upper levels, if I exactly. understand right. And then if they do see it online, they don't know that that's what it is. They, they First of all, you have to decode it. You need a dictionary to... So a lot of people just see it and kind of glaze over, like, that must be some crazy stuff. You know, I don't know if that's true or not. You need people who have done those levels to confirm that is actually, fa- that is factual. That is exactly what the, uh, and the OT levels, the, these are the confidential levels of Scientology, are there for everyone to see. I just don't think anybody knows what the heck it is that they're looking at. Right. <laughs> and we should uh, put that up on on our on your website, Mike, once again, just so people know, this is what's costing people $500,000 minimum uh, and their lives every single day going in, sacrificing what they sacrifice to achieve these levels. And we're telling you, those are the upper levels of Scientology. And Willie, if you had that document in front of Pat, right, one of the representatives there of Scientology, she would sit and say, that is a lie. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not true. That's not that's not the actual levels of Scientology. She would actually sit in front of you and lie. Yeah, she would. I did it. I did it too. <laughs> I did it with Katie Couric on the Today <laughs> Show. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that lying isn't even founded from outside of Scientology you look at it now and you go yeah well that's just that's just crap when you're yeah. a Scientologist you believe that you are actually potentially hurting people by, by telling them recognizing the or acknowledging that that even exists because Hubbard had this this great construct that if you find out about this before you are ready for it i.e before you've paid for everything that comes before it mm-hmm. then it can cause you to die. Just die. the knowledge of it. Just the knowledge of it. Don't look at Time Magazine when it yeah. came out. You can get cancer, is what I was told. Man, that's... The, so you're not dealing with... Like, it's hard for people to grasp, Willie, what it is I... that they actually are dealing with. And that's why I so appreciate what you have done in your efforts to educate people in the community. Because you have taken it from a, a a sort of academic, scholarly view of, okay, let's just break this down. This is what Christianity is. This is what Scientology is. This is what we believe. This is what they believe. Well, this is what they say. And here are the documents. And, and you produced these pretty incredible packs of briefing. I remember when Aaron Smith-Levin and I looked over these things, you asked us, 
can you look over these things to make sure they're accurate? And Aaron and I sat down, read them, and went, holy tamale, someone really did their homework. I don't think there was anything that we said, no, you've got this wrong, or this needs to change, or anything of the sort. It was a very, very analytical view. And I know that you still have those documents because you sent them to me just recently. I don't know whether you think they're appropriate to put up on, on the website that goes with this blog, but I will happily do so because I think that they are brilliant. Well, you're very kind. And uh, to say that, and we can talk about putting stuff up, we're happy to share uh, the things we've we've produced because it does kind of contrast the, the Christianity with, with Scientology. There's no, there's nothing to be gained other than maybe a PR battle. There's nothing to be gained by not being honest about what someone believes. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, to me, that's a difference here. I want to be as fair as I can possibly be. I'm not trying to caricature somebody or attack somebody. One of the hard things about Scientology, and you guys have really exposed the reason for this, is when you study other religions or other groups, most of the time they want you to know what mm -hmm. they believe. Like you asked me a moment ago, Leah, what yeah. is the essence of Christianity? And so I thought, okay, I got a minute and a half to get in there. <laughs> like, I want to lead with that story. I know it sounds, you know, like, like you know, you may not believe that or other people may not believe that. But to us, that's the big story. We're not trying to hide it. Our big story is we really believe Jesus is who he claimed to be, that he died and rose again in three days. And we know how crazy that sounds to rational people. We're rational people, too. I don't believe everybody goes around rising. If you told me I know somebody rose from the dead, I'd think you're crazy. Um, <laughs> but I think the evidence of history, and there's a reason why millions of people around this planet still worship Jesus, and I do. So we'll lead with that story. And I yeah. am fine if somebody goes, I think you're a little crazy. In fact, I like that. Right. It's like, well, to tell you what, can we have a cup of coffee and talk about it? Mm -hmm. Have you read this? Let's talk about that. And I also love what kind of Mike said at the beginning. I love the fact that you can sit around, and, and to me, this is a, a, another sign you might be in a cult if. Mm -hmm. I love being able to sit around with people who don't agree with you. I right. love being asked about my faith or asking other people about their faith. And I love having friendships with people who don't necessarily always agree with me. That fact is what I think we're supposed to do. And I think that's what healthy societies do. I mean, exactly. you, 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 you and, and yet you don't get that in Scientology and, and in any other cult. It be, you know you're in a cult when it's very insular in its thinking and you try to separate a person in that group from any other group. And, uh, and hopefully we don't do it. We certainly don't want our people to act that way and... I, again, I don't think Jesus taught us to act that way. Now, imagine uh, somebody in your congregation, a parishioner, came to you and said, Willie, look, you know, I don't believe uh, everything you guys are sa you're saying. I don't, I don't particularly believe with this concept in the Bible. Or uh, do you guys have policies that then say you need to get on a lie detector and we want <laughs> no. to know what your sins are? And you need to then start going around to family members and friends saying you need to disconnect from your own mother or your own son and your own daughter. Do you have policies in place <laughs> that say that? Well, that's a pretty softball question, but it's a good one because you know the answer is no. I mean, I, I, the answer would be for us, it'd be come sit on the front row, please. Uh -huh. I mean, it would be. I want people to, you know, Mike knows, I ask Mike to church all the time. He probably gets tired of being invited, you know, come, you know, it's Christmas. It's you got to come on Christmas. Right. And, uh, I mean, we want people to come and because we want them to check out the message. Mm -hmm. And if someone, you know, to seriously address your question, if somebody were to say to me, hey, we're, we're, we sort of like what you're saying. We, we're unsure about that. Or I agree with you here, but I don't agree with you there. Mm -hmm. Um, is it okay if I keep coming? Is it okay if I keep taking a class? Or absolutely, the answer is of course. Um, yes, there is a core of doctrine that we believe, and that if you're a member at Calvary, you are saying I believe those things. Every church has that, of course. Right. Right. But if someone disagrees with you, they're not the enemy. Uh, they're right. not the right. enemy. But so you don't you don't break families apart if they disagree <laughs> no. with the. Right. No. And, and I, and I want to go back to this just for our listeners. You can agree or disagree with his religion, anybody's religion. But I think the, the important part that uh, what we're focused on today is that you can disagree. You should disagree. 
but where Scientology is not religion, again, is you are not, you don't have a set of doctrine that is secretive, like Willie said, yeah. right? Because, listen, you know, you, you can say all day, all night, this is what we believe in, and I have a right to say, well, I don't agree with that, Willie. I'm, exactly. not, I'm not down with that. You know, I'm not down with people being judged for, for being gay or whatever. To, you know, I'm not down with it, right? I have a right to say that. I have a right. And like you said, but at least you're saying it. At least right. you're saying what you truly believe. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and, you, and you're right. People have a choice to say, well, I'm either with that concept or I'm not. They have the choice to belong or not to belong. That's not the case in Scientology. If you don't agree with everything that they are saying, you are penalized, you are shoved in a room, you're put on their, their meter, you are asked for sins from different lifetimes. If you're raped, molested, it is your fault. They have a no report rule. They're, and if you do report crimes to the authorities, you are put on the list of enemies. And the other thing I want to say, Mike, I, I'm going to say this one more time just so that people who haven't listened to this Please put up the answer they gave to get tax-exempt status from the IRS. Just plain and simple. Leah, I will put up both because there are two very exact statements that are made in the response to the IRS to gain tax-exempt status. And actually, I'm going to read a couple of them just because it's so important because the, the topic that we are talking about is this idea that you can be a Scientologist and a Christian. And you see this, I've put blog posts and I'll, I'll have links to all of them of Erica Christensen and Joy Villa and all these people out Francis. making yeah. all these crazy statements about I'm a Christian and I'm a Scientologist too. Mm-hmm. And that- Look at me at a Christian church taking yeah. a picture. And, and because Scientology was so focused on gaining tax-exempt status, one of the definitions of religion in the IRS code is that, quote, membership not associated with any other church or denomination. And so the IRS then went, well, wait a minute. How is it that you've got people out there saying that you can be a Scientologist and a Christian too? And the response to the IRS was in two parts because they asked it again. The first time was, this is a quote, Scientology is a very exact faith and a fundamental doctrine of the religion is that its religious services must be orthodox. This doctrine holds that spiritual salvation can be attained if and only if the path to salvation outlined in the scriptures religious technology is followed without deviation. So there was a lot more back and forth. And then the final answer that Scientology gave was, and I'm quoting again, not the whole thing, but just the relevant part. Yeah, yeah. Scientologists are expected to and do become fully devoted to Scientology to the exclusion of other faiths. As mm-hmm. Scientologists, they are required to look only to Scientology scripture for the answers to the fundamental questions of their existence and to seek enlightenment only from Scientology. Thus, a Scientologist who grew up in the Jewish faith, who continues formal membership in his synagogue and attends services with his family, violates no policy, Scientology policy or tenet. On the other hand, such a person is not permitted to mix the practices of his former faith into his practice and understanding of Scientology so as to alter Orthodox Scientology in any way. And that is the legal statement that Scientology made in order to qualify for tax-exempt status. And just to, and just to break it down, because the IRS will not grant um, a religious exemption uh, to a church that says we believe in everything. Then they'll say, "Well, you're not a religion." Then you have to say, "We believe in Jesus. We believe in God. We believe in the Trinity. We believe in Allah." You know, like you have to you have to have one God, one faith. One you can't just be all these things, or they wouldn't have been granted tax exemption. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And so you have this PR line that 
you can be a Scientologist and a Christian or a Scientologist and a Jew or a Scientologist and anything, and it is proven to be literally a PR line, hmm. not just because of the teachings of, of L. Ron Hubbard, which are antithetical mm-hmm. to Christian belief and practice or Jewish belief and practice, mm-hmm. but because the official statement of the Church of Scientology to the United States government in order to gain tax exempt status says, you cannot be a Scientologist and a Christian. You cannot be a Scientologist and a Jew. So, ta-da, that's the end of the argument. Right. But it doesn't stop them from continuing to say it, and that's the point about dishonesty. Exactly. And why the IRS doesn't say, hey, you've been making the statements. It's even on your website. Uh, we're going to revoke your tax exemption. If that's, if that's true, when were you telling the truth? When you were intervie- we were interviewing you for the possibility of granting you this or just... Or now, what? Which which is it? Like, why why hasn't the IRS done anything about it? Is beyond me. Anyway, I gotta say uh, as well. My sister Nicole, growing up, uh, I was a devout Scientologist, and my and my mother and my sister Nicole, my older sister, was not. My sister has always ha- had an affinity for Christianity. My sister had crosses. My sister liked going to church, and. She was kind of the, the, she kind of didn't do well in, in our family. My mother was always concerned, trying to handle her. Scientology was always calling us in, going, what's with your sister? What's with this God crap? Why is she wearing a cross? You know, does she need to be handled? And it was constant. And Nicole wow. felt that growing up. Nicole felt uh, the conditional love that she was receiving from our Scientology caretakers. And... I wore a cross once, and I got a report written on me uh, that I was wearing a, a Christian cross. I mean, Mike, you know, we're we're not allowed to go to church. We're not allowed to. We couldn't have walked into. And by the way, Willie, I have to say, people always ask us, you know, do you shy away from religion? And do you, you know, n- no. I mean, we we in our Clearwater episode of the aftermath, we just did not schedule this. But I was like, you know, I'd like to meet Willie. He'd been so supportive of us. And like you said, you know, he has the courage and the chutzpah to 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 stand up. And being in Clearwater is not an easy thing to do. And and you are probably the only religious uh, leader that has ever done so against Scientology. And against, I shouldn't say against Scientology, Willie, because I, I know you don't like that. But you are uh, against the lies, the manipulation, the, the corruption um, that is Scientology, calling itself a church. And we walked in, and I got very emotional, and that, that's on the aftermath. We were received with such love and support from you and your congregation. It's still with me, Willie. Like, it makes me, it, I get, like, my heart starts to, and you have been a friend ever since. And, and you, you're, you've been nothing but amazing to us, and, and I cannot thank you enough for the love that you have shown us, really. You're so and, the, kind. And, and, it's, yeah. and it supports the victims of Scientology, Willie. I don't think... You guys get and your congregation get what they, that those gestures mean to us, people leaving something uh, to be received that way uh, was just with, with no judgment, with no, well, come join us now, you know, yeah, and right, right. none of that. You know, we're not, you know, I brought Mike to a Catholic church when we were in season one and we lit a candle. I said, Mike, did you notice that uh, no one asked for money? No one said, well, hang on a second. What are your beliefs? Have you ever said anything bad about the Catholic Church or a Christian? You know, have you ever spoken? Do you have any enemies of Catholic Church? Did you, did you speak out against the, the, the sex abuse? Because if you, if you talked about the sex scandal going on in the Catholic, we don't want you. We cannot do that. You know, it, none of that, Mike. Remember? And you said, no. Nope. Yes. <laughs> it was actually St. Patrick's yeah. in New York City. And it was across the street from where we were staying or something. And yeah. we walked in there and it was it was the same feeling that I had when I go to Willie's church. Yeah. Peaceful, yeah. kind people, mm-hmm. very gentle and nice, and a feeling of love. Yes. And I know that that sounds kind of corny almost to say this this feeling of love is something that is so tangible. Mike, we weren't raised in that. I know. 
Uh, but, you know, maybe it doesn't sound corny to everybody else. It just sounds a little corny coming out of my mouth, I guess, to me. <laughs> but yeah. that that tangible feeling of love is, in my mind, what defines religion. And it's, it's interesting that Willie started out when you asked him, mm-hmm. the God of love. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is the thing that sets real religion apart from cults. Right. from my statement about, which is often quoted about the difference between a real religion and a cult is what happens when you try and leave right. or after you've left. But this idea of, of love being the, the sort of driving concept of religion is to me what defines it. And that is not Scientology. And if, if we had to distill Leah what is the difference between Scientology and and a real religion in outside of the academic and you know here's the list of things that make a cult and here's the list mm-hmm. of things that make a religion? To me, it is the fact of love being the driving emotion or force of that group. Because as we have said often on the Aftermath and this podcast, the thing that you never get in Scientology is unconditional love. Right. Because your love is dependent upon your agreement with and compliance to the rules and regulations of Scientology. Correct. It is not based on your understanding of the principles that lead you to love. It is based on you can only love if you fit in our groove or our laws or our rules. And Willie, you know, you're absolutely right, Mike. And Willie, have you ever seen such behavior coming from an organization calling itself a church that has websites up of former members accusing them of the most heinous crimes? Have you ever seen any Christian? No. I mean, I'm not talking about history. Let's not get... (laughs) Text and uh, uh, tweets about history. We're not talking about history. We're not talking about. No, it's 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 obviously unusual and aberrational, even you know b- b- across the religious spectrum, for anybody to do those kind of things. And when I say that Scientology really to me is the opposite, it's like somebody. And there's honestly, I think you can dig deep into this and look at L. Ron Hubbard's roots. They go back even before the church into some of the things that some people pay attention to. And some people think it's just he was just young and foolish, but dabbling in the occult. And mm-hmm. and, and there's a whole history there that Lawrence Wright ex- exposes in his book. Sure. Uh, I think Scientology is Christianity turned upside down. I think it is. I think it's not just, again, aberrational. I think it's taking the essential message of the goodness of God and uh, the love of God and flipping it. And uh, the God figure, for instance, kind of the mythological figure in the universe is actually evil in Scientology. And we are good and we've got to save ourselves um, and we can work our way to the state of click. It's like taking Christianity, flipping it. Mm -hmm. And then so instead of being a religion of love and let me just say, and again, I'll, I'll sound like a gospel preacher, but that's what I am. That's okay. The, the, <laughs> be you, Willie, be the you. Mes- uh, the message of love is not just a religious message. And there are religions that, uh, that, that teach it. It's a Jesus message that God loves us, that he loved us while we were. It's not like some of us are good and some of us are bad. We're all messed up. That's the, we're all messed up. We all have our junk. We all have our problems. None of us hit a thousand. We are in need of what we call grace which is God's love, even though we don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And the message of Christianity is that God loved us while we were still messed up. Mm-hmm. And he knows everything about us. He knows us at our worst. And he says, you don't have to do anything to earn my love. You just have to receive it. Mm-hmm. And you have to believe it and follow me. And that's the message. And again, as Mike said, and you've said, Scientology is exactly the opposite. You've got to earn love. And I do have a quick story here. There was a guy a few years ago, I won't mention his name, but he came and he was dying and, and he asked if I would come see him. And so I did. And it was near Christmas time. So I went to see him and I found out he had been in Scientology and had climbed upper levels, whatever, you know, he was OT five, mm-hmm. six, seven, something like that. He'd been in it years, but he was out. He was an artist actually. 
and uh, but he was dying of some disease. And uh, when I walked into the room, he, he began to just get very emotional. And he said, I've been coming to your church for two or three years now. You don't know me. I don't come all the time. But he said, I first came on Christmas Eve, one of your Christmas Eve services. We do a whole bunch of those. And he said, I came one like three years ago. And he said, that day something happened to me. He said, for the first time in my life, I felt like I had experienced unconditional love. And he said, I couldn't put my finger on it. But something in that moment, I felt like there was a God who loved me. And I want to know that God. And I was able to talk to him about what it meant to believe in and receive Christ. I, again, there are plenty, and I want to say this, there are plenty of churches who mess up. There are plenty of pastors who are crazy. If you do a show on Christian churches that are abusive or evangelicals that are nutso, uh, have me back on. I got plenty of material for you. It's, okay. <laughs> we'll do because we're always being asked to do, cover this. I promise yeah. you. I, I, you're not going to have me go, oh, no, oh, no. I, listen, I know more than you do. Oh, um, I know that. Religions of all stripes can become places where people act abusively and they use religion for power and money and gain. I promise you I know the stories. But at its heart, at its core, the message of Jesus is about the love of God and about the, the salvation and forgiveness that he can offer. And so while Christians mess it up sometimes. Of course. We go back to Jesus, and that's a good message. And what I've said, the problem in Scientology is you have to go back to L. Ron Hubbard. And that's not a good message. Yeah, and I want to say to, to those out there, because I would never want to presume that I don't know your, you know, that I know your pain when it comes to your upbringing, yep. your religious experiences. You know, for me, Willie, you know, I tell people all the time, listen, I'm not, I'm not subscribing to any one way of thinking. I'm about uh, decency humanity, compassion, you know, that's what I'm trying to learn. Yep. And I don't think anybody needs to be defined by this or that or, or marginalized people that you have to believe. But there are basic common uh, characteristics that, that we all should possess or try to possess, yeah, we all which admire. is trying to be good people to each other, right? We're all in this together. And so I'm not talking, I'm not negating anybody's pain. I know People have reached out to us, Mike, and I'm sure Willie, you hear it every day. People raised in a in a in a in a church where they they were told they were bad, where they were hear it told, all the time. Yep. you know, they were raped and molested, and they were told, you know, pray on it, and nothing was done about it. Uh, you know, their parents could have been abusive, uh, and and they're going to like my father, who was claiming to be a Catholic and beating the crap out of my sisters and calling us the mo being an awful human being. Uh, but he was uh, he was at church on Easter and Christmas, um, and he was a horrible, diabolical person. Um, so I don't want to, Mike, you know, presume to, uh, I don't want people to think that we're, uh, you know, selling anything to them. We are talking openly to a friend of ours who has, who is, we believe, somebody who represents uh, decency, humanity, compassion, and he has practiced what he preaches, uh, w what we have seen, and our experiences with with Willie and his congregation. And you, you know, this is not a message of we want to sell you on any type of thinking. We are simply talking about Scientology not being compatible with Christianity. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and why it is so important in Clearwater. Yeah. And I, I just want to make a mention of something that yeah. happened relatively recently, which is there is this downtown development board yeah. in Clearwater, and it it has a number of Scientologists on it, including a guy by the name of Ray Cassano, who has been around forever. He's a local Scientologist, businessman, realtor. And he, at the downtown development board, came out and said, I'm a Scientologist and a Christian, but he also went on to announce that most Scientologists are Christian. <laughs> now, this, and, and you know, I, I'm going to violate the rules right now. This is bullshit. Sorry. This really. is like That's complete, <laughs> complete crap. 
like this isn't just a guy standing on a street corner running into someone saying, "Oh, I'm a sign." No, this is a guy who is on an has an official position right. in the city on yes. the downtown development board, making these bizarre statements that are just lies to try and sound normal or sound acceptable. And, and what the heck is the city of Clearwater doing about it? <laughs> Nothing. Because they're scared that Scientology will say, you're religious bigots. Right. And 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 that's why my friendship with Willie has been so strong. Is because, because Willie's saying, I'm willing to take the heat. Right. I'll say my truth. Here is what I see. This is what I know about my religion. This is what I know about yours. Don't give me this crap that it's one and the same thing or that we're all kumbaya. You could be a Christian and, a, and come and try and sneak people out of my congregation and turn them into Scientologists. You know, Hubbard, Leah, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you know, in the 1950s, Hubbard started and created a another church that he didn't call Scientology. He called it the Church of American Science. <laughs> and he claimed, and I'm going to read you this. Okay. This is what it said. The Church of American Science is a Christian religion. It believes in the Holy Bible, Jesus is the Savior of man, and everything that's necessary to be a Christian religion. People who belong to that church are expected to be Christians. These two churches fit together, that one and the and Scientology. We take somebody in as a church of American science. It doesn't disagree with his baptism or things like that, and he could gradually slide over into some sort of better, wider activity, such as the Church of Scientology, and a little more wisdom and come a little more close to optimum. Then, if he was good and one of the people that we would like to have around, he would eventually slide into the HAZI, the Hubbard Association of Scientologists International. Mm -hmm. So we have provided stepping stones to Scientology with this organization. How about that? Now, Mike, that. the other thing, too, that you should probably put up is the part about the public image uh, policy yes. that uh, L. Ron Hubbard basically says how to infiltrate <clears throat> real religions, real organ charitable organizations, and, the per and literally it says that. Yep. You know, infiltrate real churches. <laughs> and it says, you know, um, Willie, it says, t don't talk about Scientology beliefs. You know, just keep it real general on concepts that they can understand, that they can agree to. And it is so manipulative. It is so insidious. It is laid out how to lie to the public to city officials, to the government, to religious leaders, to educational leaders, to, like it, like it is 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 it's insane. Well, I've experienced it. You know, when they do talk to you, you they, what you just described is the playbook they run, and you sense it. You know, and it's in and writing, <laughs> Willie. It's in writing in their but policies. It, I, you know, it just doesn't work, though. I don't think it's working for them. Oh, because no crap! Everybody knows kind of what it is, and you kind of sense when you're getting, um, you know, the nonsense sent your way, you kind of sense that. Most people have a, a meter and uh, just, well, I don't know, uh, really. they, they, they seem to infiltrate enough uh, to give themselves legitimacy, you know, and, 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 and we're just trying to continue to expose Scientology because it's, it's enough. It's enough taking advantage of people. It's enough you're, you're crying right. religious bigotry. It's enough killing people. You know, everybody who gets up to the highest level of Scientology, which is OT8, which is, again, you know, costing you 500,000 minimum. You've sacrificed your whole life. You disconnected from the world. You've done nothing charitable. You've done nothing good. You have no education. And they leave because they realize, oh, I waited all this time, worked this hard, and this is crap. It's destroying people's lives. Right. And, and uh, so you're right. I need to qualify my remarks. And you do occasionally see churches that are getting fooled by this. And, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, that it, I need to qualify my remarks that way. It works enough that we need to be concerned. And it works a lot in people's lives that it sucks them in and destroys them. And, again, this to me is why your show was 
again, just giving you praise here, but I think it's sincere. It, it just, it was so powerful to tell the stories of lives and families. I don't know how, that are being destroyed. And, and for me, it just, I mean, there were times my wife and I watching this, you know, we'd be in tears by the end of it. Right. Uh, and you guys were in tears a couple of times. Yes. I mean, those were uh, many more times you didn't that, that, see. That, that, exactly. <laughs> well, we had to edit out. <laughs> and how can you not be when you hear stories of families that are ripped apart? Apart, right. There's just, it's just inhumane. And um, it, it, so thank God for what you have done and thank, thank God for what you are doing. And let me just tell you, uh, and Mike knows this because I've been out to eat with Mike. He gets stopped. He gets, you know, he's, his people love and just so, and you, but I want you to know, Leah, you are too in this city. Uh, you guys are loved and admired. Uh, the people in Clearwater are not like they were particularly gullible, and that's why Scientology is oh, no. Clearwater. It, it's, they just landed here. They're squatting on our downtown. The mm-hmm. people of this city know what Scientology is by and large and and just view you guys as, as I think, heroes, and what you have done is heroic, and you guys have given other people the courage to speak out because people have been fearful. They have been intimidated. Right. You know, it's hard. No one just wants to bring this abuse into their life. That's right. People have right. people would just rather live their lives. Sure. Uh, and so sometimes they're afraid to say what they know and what they've experienced. You've given courage because you've stood up and you've you've said, "Hey, I'm just going to tell the truth." So thank you for what you've done, and we just so admire both of you. Thank you, and we appreciate all the love that you've given us. And we did receive, listen, when we did our Clearwater episode, I did not receive that kind of love from the police department or the mayor there or even since. Mike, I know you're friends with that guy. He can kiss my fat butt, (laughs) um, but that's not anything. You guys are being nice, I understand. But I did not receive that kind of reception publicly, uh, but uh, the, the people, of Clearwater, you, we, Mike, beeping their horns at us, love you guys. You know, I mean, we couldn't receive uh, more love from the city of Clearwater, the the people, you know, the normal right. people. Yeah. And and again, from Willie and and his congregation, is that right? Am I saying that right? Is it your congregation? Is that what you yeah, call yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I yeah. mean, your your wife, your family, just you guys are just tremendous to us. And and like Mike said, I'm going to say it again because you keep praising us. Not many leaders have been willing to stand up to Scientology and say, hey, take a pause here and look at what you're, you're connecting yourself up with. And you have, which is why we continue to, 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 to praise you uh, for what you've done. And I, I, I want to talk about, I don't want to miss anything, Mike, because so I want to make sure that we've gone through the things that you guys bullet pointed as far as the difference between, you know, why Scientology and Christianity are not compatible. I want to make sure that we got this, Willie, right. Well, I, I mean, I think that we could probably go on for a whole nother hour talking no, no, about some of these other things. I just want to make things. sure that Willie yeah. has made his point. From my perspective, yes. But Willie, you you speak. Well, I think, you know, we've covered the big, big part of what I wanted to say. And, and which, you know, as I've said several times, I just think the message of Jesus and Scientology are diametrically opposed. Uh, you have brought out that uh, L. Ron Hubbard was no fan of of, of Jesus and and uh, said horrible and untrue and and things that you know no one in history has said. Even people, you know, even people that aren't believing that Jesus is the Son of God, as I do, right. mm-hmm. will look at Jesus and and say, "Hey, his teaching has impacted the world like no other figure in human history." There are reason again, hundreds of millions of people follow and worship Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, I think you have to follow that to its logical conclusion that he was who he said he was. But the message of Jesus and the message of L. Ron Hubbard are incompatible. If anyone says they're following both, again, they're either ignorant or they're dishonest. And you've said most of them are just dishonest. And, uh, and, and the other thing, too, I want to just say to, to you guys, too, let's say you're somebody listening to this. You don't believe in Jesus. You don't believe in God. Sure. You're an atheist. You know? Sure. Well, it, uh, do you believe in being a decent human being? Right. Because you don't need to listen to what Willie's saying. You don't need to believe in what Willie believe, you know, believes in or, or our religion. Like, this is about an organization that is calling itself a church, that is calling itself a Christian church, <laughs> while its basic 
fundamental teachings are destroy your family, don't get an education, don't live your life. We charge like a business would charge. This is not just tithing or give us what you can in the basket, Willie. It is you ain't doing crap around here without paying in advance. And here's the price list. There's a price list, everyone. There's an there's a part of the organization that demands your utter destruction if you speak out against its abusive policies. So even if you don't believe and say, well, I'm with Elrod uh, Herbert's idea about well, you know, I got a problem with you, but at the same time, are you a decent human being? Do you believe in being compassionate towards your fellow man, regardless if you agree with their religious beliefs or not? These are not religious, but they're not based in religion. Everything in Scientology is based on giving power to Scientology and money to Scientology. It has nothing to do with faith, even though. Mike, they like to say the eighth dynamic in Scientology represents God, the supreme being. I'm telling you, we have gotten to the upper levels of Scientology. Ain't nothing about God or the supreme being in those upper levels of Scientology. Well, there's also another great quote that I pulled about that, Leah. It's a statement from Hubbard in 1954 when he's talking about the eighth dynamic, because you're right. Scientology tries to say, well, yes, we believe in God because we have the eighth dynamic and it's up to the individual to determine. This is what Hubbard said. The eighth dynamic is really infinity stood upright and it simply means infinity. Now you can come along and say, well, you also mean the supreme being? Nope, we don't particularly mean the supreme being. (laughs) How do we know that you aren't collectively the supreme being? Could See, you that's probably much more closer to truth. So this is the fundamental problem with Scientology is its dishonesty. There is one belief over here that you're supposed to comply to at this time, but then you're supposed to say this over here. We're, we're this, we're not that, we're this, we're not that. It all depends on what suits the circumstances right at the minute. And that, by definition, is a lack of faith. And faith is a fundamental part of all religion. You have to have a faith in something. You have to believe things that are not provable or not scientifically provable or whatever in order to have that faith. And in Scientology, they try to say, well, we don't have faith at all. We just study and we know the scientific facts of this and that. But the truth of the matter is they actually will not stick to what they believe and say what they believe. They will say what they think people want to hear that they believe. Because that's what the policy says. Don't ever admit to what we actually believe. And Willie, I want to say another thing to you. And Mike, you could tell me if you agree. As Scientologists, we were raised in abuse. We were raised to receive abuse, and we were raised to be abusers. We were every day in a war with the rest of the world. We were taught to hate the rest of the world. We were taught to have zero compassion, zero compassion, Willie, for anybody who wasn't us. This gentleman that you brought up who was a Scientologist, if we as Scientologists, the way we spoke about and to each other behind the scenes every day is effing this, effing that, this one's a C word, that one's a C. When I tell you, Willie, like, if you were to know us or have a camera on us, you would say this is pure evil. You would, you would say these people are pure evil. What we say and do behind the scenes. As Scientologists and as Sea Org members. I mean, yep. parishioners. So when I see public Scientologists, you know, uh, pretending compassion, I'm like, wow. this is. And I, and I used to do it. I was a liar. You know, it, it, the, in Scientology is not engaged... If, if, if I would say to another parishioner, uh, oh, such and such is dying in front of, well, are they Scientologists? No. Well, who gives a S? They're not, they're, they're wogs. That's what they call it. They're wogs. So what? They died. So what? Who cares? When we brought up 9-11, they must have done something bad to pull that in. Anyway, get back on course. 
Like there was never, there's no compassion, Willie. Yeah. And empathy for your fellow man. If Scientology all day teachings is about hate. The fact that they have websites that say they're anti-hate websites in front <laughs> is laughable. Yeah, it really is. And it and again, it goes back to what I say about just flipping the message yes. of Christianity. I really do. And you've asked me a couple of times, what's the core of our faith? And, and, and the, you know, there's one quick story where in the Bible, you know, somebody comes to Jesus and says, okay, so what is the greatest command? Like there's only, you got a lot of commands out there. So what's the greatest? Like get to the heart of it. And Jesus gave the answer. He gave it two parts. He said, the greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, which every Jewish person knew that. That was, that's from the Jewish scripture. Every Jewish person knew that. But then he said, and the second is just like it. This is what was very important. What he meant by that is second's just as important. And he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. He said, if you want to know what all the religious law is about, what what everything I'm teaching, it boils down to this. Mm -hmm. Love God and love your neighbor. And then when someone said, well, who's my neighbor? He told the famous story, which you don't have time for, but the Good Samaritan story about a man who was hurt and people passed by. By the way, a bunch of religious people passed by and didn't help the man. And then a Samaritan passes by and the, you know, the Jews and Samaritans had a kind of a, a hatred going on, but a Samaritan passes by. He, he helps the man. And Jesus said, who is, who's the guy who, 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 who is the neighbor? And they all said, the guy who helped him. And he goes, go and do likewise. So if you want to know the core of our faith, it is learning to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and learning to love our neighbor. And our neighbor isn't the people who are just in our church. Mm-hmm. The neighbor is whoever's in need. Right. That's mm-hmm. the that, Yes. That's and the you know what? If you take anything away from what Willie said today, I don't care what you believe. We need to get back to some common decency. I mean, yeah, Mike and I are learning this. We're learning what unconditional love is. We're learning to unlearn. Uh, the abuse that we were raised in, we we're learning to 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 not be abusive, <laughs> right? Like to mm. to react Working in the it. way that we're taught to react. I mean, same. Listen, no one's perfect, but are you trying? Yes, ma'am. That's all. You know what, Mike? Not everybody can say that they're trying. Right. So if we don't right. come away with anything but that today, I hope that somebody somewhere, as geeky as it sounds. You know, all you got to do is look on the news, look on your Instagram pages and your Twitters and see what is going on today. Yep. Yep. And we need to get back to some decency to each other, regardless of what we believe. Scientology is an abusive, toxic cult. And guess what? We would love them if they allowed us to. (laughs) But they don't. But they don't. True. Willie? I adore you. I cannot wait to come to Clearwater and see you, hug you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are welcome anytime. And if you, I've told Mike this, anytime, you know, Mike and Leah want to be live in Clearwater, uh, we'll host it. There are other places that probably would host it, but it would be. We a... wouldn't go anywhere but you. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> it would be standing room only. Uh, well, I mean, it, I would, it would love be. To. Uh, but uh, we do appreciate everything you've done, and you've been so kind to us, and uh, and uh, thank you for your courage. And to you, sir. Thank you. And to you all, thank you for listening, and thank you for your continued support. We love you, Willie. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. See you soon. Absolutely.